0: Welcome to the Alchemy of Alignment podcast, where we explore the power of stories, the beauty of transformation, the empowerment of women, and the lasting impact of creatively crafted words. I'm your host, Romina Cavagnola, content creation coach working with soulful women in business to draw out the essence of their message and guide them from content overwhelm into an aligned content creation journey join me for a spellbinding blend of content creation coaching and inspiring conversations with women who are taking on life and business in alignment with who they are and the wisdom they have to share with the world. Are you ready? Let's explore. On this episode of Alchemy of Alignment, I speak with Nicola Chung, about how showing up authentically through soul aligned branding magnetizes your business to draw in your dream clients. We also talk about showing up with purpose and consistently as you in alignment with your values, as well as transforming clients who then go on to transform the world. Enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to Alchemy of Alignment. I'm really excited to welcome Nicola Chung today. Nicola is an authentic visibility coach who works with spiritual entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, so that they become more visible in the online space by creating authentic, soul aligned brands and social media strategies that honor their unique persona, their energy strengths and values. And I must say, I do admire Nicola's take on visibility and her branding. And I am excited to hear what she has to share today. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Romina, excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. I know that we're on the same page when it comes to alignment um love that love that thread so (laughs) we're gonna have a lot to talk about today but to start with can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself
1: sure uh where to start (laughs) (laughs) let's start with the entrepreneurial journey i've been doing this for just shy of 10 years now and um like anyone well I think, like most people who start, um, it was just off a whim and off a soul calling to be able to be of service to people. And I've evolved from being a life coach, um, from being a, a conscious dance facilitator, I still do that, by the way, but conscious <laughs> dance facilitator, selling oils, like all the this, all this stuff, right? Um, and finally, I've landed on my feet uh, with line branding. So it just took 10 years, you know. <laughs> But <laughs> though. It's
0: exploration, find the right thing for you.
1: Exactly. And that's exactly what I encourage with um, my clients. It's like, you know, this is a journey. This is an exploration. Just like life, so is your business. And it will evolve and change how you evolve and change. So it's all good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Love that. Can you tell us also what inspired you to start this particular business?
1: Yeah. So um, it has been a recent pivot of mine. Um, I have taught authenticity and visibility for quite a while now. And as I said, through two threads, one was through Conscious Dance and the other was through Energy and Mindset Coaching. Um, But when COVID hit, I was really looking at how can I best bring on all of my skills, all of the things that I've learned before, and really help especially spiritual entrepreneurs to thrive in the online space, because I love what they do. Mm. It's really important. You know this, Romina. You know that's how I feel. Like... (laughs) I want these women to thrive because they offer so much. And I think this is where we're heading as a, as a planet. Mm. And we're heading into more consciousness. And what COVID did was, and this is totally going to date your podcast, sorry, but <laughs> what COVID did was it made us go internal. It made the whole world go internal and go, what are we doing? Like, how can I do things better? What's wrong with my life? Like these existential questions came up and I realized that my, strength wasn't so much in trying to serve all those people it was how can i serve the people who are doing what they are doing to raise the vibration of the earth um and that means that if i help those people then the reach of what has to happen in terms of aligning to our spirits becoming a more conscious community and society can be exponential so i realized that my strength um was yes i can do the energy and mindset but i'm also very good at the practical stuff and i love teaching people how to be themselves and branding was like the perfect way <laughs> it was like if you learn how to brand yourself like as you and get 100 percent comfortable at being you i know that you can sell whatever it is the service that you sell and that's from personal experience too so it all just came together and boom here i am <laughs>
0: that's amazing i i totally agree with what you're saying and i really like this idea that you want to you know grow the impact of your work so it's not just your your people that you're serving your clients it's who can they serve once they are in that space of alignment and and showing up as themselves so that's yeah that's definitely an awesome um what do you call it uh like catalyst for for starting that business because you're right we're we're in the middle of this mess (laughs) At the moment, I don't even know what, you know, I started asking sort of last year when we had the bushfires here and I'm just like, oh my God, it's worse than than it usually is. And then we had bushfires in America and then we had flooding and then we had all this stuff. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like the earth is crying out for help and and these are the people who are are going to save it. So if you are able to, you know, um, increase their reach for them, then that's a really amazing contribution to be making.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And that's exactly how I feel. Like mm. if I can help them affect more people with their work, then we're, we're literally working together as community here. Mm. And that's the whole point, <laughs> you know, instead of everyone trying to figure it out themselves, it's like, oh, how can I reach more people? How can I reach more people? It's like, let's just help each other do that. And together we can have a huge impact. Yes. Yeah.
0: I love that about this community also. I mean, just most Women entrepreneurs in general, but especially the, the spiritual entrepreneurial community, is really a lot about collaboration and lifting each other up and how do we help each other make a difference rather than how do I make the best difference I can, like you said, by yourself, because it's, it's really hard to do it like that. And I love this sort of leaning into the feminine energy because that's what it is, isn't it? When we're doing all the collaborative stuff and we're working as a community where, you know, we're, we're um, getting the village to help raise our business. <laughs> Uh, rather than our children. Um, and sorry,
1: that's such a great way of putting it. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> um, and it's it's such a feminine way of doing business, and I think that the world is is sort of calling out for that. It's like, you know, Mother Nature needs help, and and the women are the one who are going to help. Are the ones who are going to help,
1: like raise the vibration? Completely agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. it yes. So, I guess. Oh, you, 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 restrained yourself there, didn't you? <laughs> Am I going to have to click explicit on, you know, the thing when I upload this podcast episode, <laughs>
1: awesome. which is quite on brand for me. So it would be appropriate. <laughs> it would. Yes. <laughs> um.
0: Well, since we're talking about this whole idea of the transformation of, of the planet and of the women who are going to get us to where we need to go, I want to talk about the transformation that you work with, which is this this change from the mindset of a startup business into stepping into your CEO power. How, how do you guide the women that you work with into that journey and, and how does branding play a part in that?
1: Yeah, that's a really cool question. Um, I love taking my clients through that transformation and how it happens. I mean, there's a formula, of course. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a process I take them through. Um, but what branding is usually seen as is something luxury that you do like after the fact that that you started your startup, right? It's like the Mm -hmm. last people think of. And what I'm trying to change at the moment is um, for, for women to understand that it's actually the foundations of your entire business. If you get that clear, then everything becomes clear. And it's through that understanding and that transformation of getting your brand values, your voice, your mission, getting that super crystal clear in alignment with your soul that then people feel like they're not just floundering around going, oh, I'm trying to get like freebies and figure out how to do this stuff and like get myself out there on Facebook and whatever their strategy is. They feel so grounded in what it is that they're trying to create in this world. They have a workbook almost of, you know, how how can I create? What am I going to look like through their brand? That the mindset takes care of itself, right? It changes from being this flustered startup, like, you know, pulling pieces and, and trying to cut corners, but not really knowing where to go, but trying to make money at the same time. And it's all very um, higgledy-piggledy, is what i say. <laughs> But when you get a brand, it's like the foundations are there. Everything's set. It's like setting the foundations of a house. And then it's from there that you have a solid platform of where, you can, where your mind can rest. Because it's got no more questions at that very foundational root, chakra level, right?
0: Mm. It's
1: like oh, I'm supported and I'm stable. And then what that does to the mind and your energy is that, of course, you've you've now settled that, and it allows you to then think from a top-down position rather than a how do I do it all and trying <laughs> trying <laughs> trying to you know swim to the top to the surface every single day, trying to figure out you know what is the priority here, um, what are the things I have to do all of those questions that can be so overwhelming when you're starting up because you don't know where to start is exactly how a brand helps you settle the very foundational things that can get your mind to think in a very um in, in a way that is looking at your future backwards mm. yeah
0: that's also, i like that that future backwards perspective because it's almost like I've seen sort of a couple of things in terms of branding in, in various groups that I'm in. And a lot of people post excitedly saying, oh, I'm so happy because I've got a logo and it's the first thing that I need for my business. And on the one hand, not really, you don't need a logo to start a business, but on the other hand, I can see how, as you said, it grounds them in that persona that they want to show up as. And so I've, I've watched with interest the conversations that happen around those, those kinds of posts, because those people are, trying to find who they are in business and how, how to display that to people and and I find it interesting also that people think of branding as visuals not as like their brand story and not as their persona and how they actually speak online and how they write their content it's it's a very a um it's a much wider spread concept isn't it branding not just Literally, what do my graphics look like? Where does my logo go? What font do I use? That's a very a um, very simplified way of looking at branding, I think.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right, Romina. And this is uh, what I'm trying with other brand specialists to change the perception of, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think, and I've, I've fallen privy to this too, you know, when I first started, all I saw in terms of branding was graphic designers putting out logos and colors. They're like, choose a logo make a website, you know, make it pretty, look professional. And so I definitely had that mindset as well that um, branding was all about just logos and looking professional through your graphics. But when we look at branding um, in its entirety, it involves those things like values, like how you show up, how you want to present and then from those things that's when we can create a color palette or a logo that truly represents us that's how we can choose photoshoot images that are going to truly represent who we are and what we want to do in the world Um, but if we jump into that part too soon we can start looking what i call like vanilla (laughs) look like every other you know other coach that does what we do and um i'm especially passionate about bringing this to the spiritual community because i see this all the time <laughs> it's like we speak in the same language you know all the all, um we talk about oneness or universal energy and the language is all the same and the people are all you know pastel colored light um light. <laughs> yeah exactly and it was hilarious and and of course this comes from my own um experience working as a holistic healer i was like I don't fit in this scene. Like, <laughs> I'm loud, I swear, I am very real, I'm down to earth, I, um, yes, I can talk on the esoteric stuff for days on end, but I also am really practical. And I actually found that by mistake, I created a brand that was based on that it was based on being really real it was based on being really grounded it was based on people going i can relate to you because you swear about these normal day things you know um and i i built my business based on that without knowing that i had created a brand so now this is what i want to teach people it's more than the colors it's more than the logos it's how you want to show up and when we're clear on that as well we can show up in a way that makes it really fun for us you know like I don't want to have to go to work and put on a suit and go, I'm now professional Nicola Chum, you know, I'd rather like considering that I created this business for, for myself, I want it to be fun. I want it to provide the lifestyle I imagined it would, which is for me, having it be easy, having it be really joyful for me to turn up for work, like having it feel like it's not even work. Mm. So this is how I help people with the brand. It's like, okay, let's get clear on that and then let's create from your brand how it is that you would love to work and create what you do because it's gonna look different from everyone else and you don't need to look the same as everyone else and you don't need to look um, how you think you may need to look. You just need to build it on these strong values that you have um, combined with your amazing like persona and everyone has that. You know, I have clients who come to me and go, I, I have zero personality, or I'm not very, <laughs> robot, and I'm like, bullshit, <laughs> oops, there's the edit. Um, <laughs> because you know, when we are naturally so comfortable, when we are 100% comfortable with who we are, we're hanging out with our friends online, um, our natural shining self comes through. And this is what I love to pull out of my clients so that they can just shop up and have heaps of fun in their business.
0: And that becomes magnetic, doesn't it? It attracts people to them because, as you said, people can relate to them because they're just being them and they're not being who they think they they need to be in their business to attract clients.
1: Exactly, yeah, and this is, you know, when I talk about authentic visibility, I think that's the easiest way, is if you can comfortably be um, your most amazing self, we all naturally are, we just sometimes get caught in the other stuff. (laughs) We magnetize our our dream clients to us. We we attract those people, the tribe around us, who love us for who we are. And this makes business so much easier. We don't have to put on any kind of identity. We can just show up as we are. We can create content from our heart and it makes sense to our audience because we have set the expectations through our brand about what our business is about.
0: Mm. That's awesome. I used to get so confused when... I used to work in corporate and so they're very big on the whole, the values and the mission and stuff. And at first I was like, why do we have to keep learning this stuff? <laughs> Cause you know, they send you through those like um, compliance training and, and all this. And I'm just like, this is so boring. And I'm just not interested at all. And now that I'm in a business space, I'm understanding the importance of those things, because as you said, your brand is built on those things. It's not about what colors you do. I mean, obviously that's important, you know, just to some extent, but it's built on you, who you are inside.
1: Yes, mm. I had exactly the same experience of the corporate. I was like, "Oh, another value session. Oh, another mission session." And I thought, "This is such a waste of time." <laughs> of course, when I started my business, the first thing I did was I got business mentorship um, through like the Chamber of Commerce in New Zealand. And one of the first things you had to fill out was your values and your mission. I was like, "What the?" <laughs> Why are we doing this again? Like, this is so useless. Like, I just want to know how to make money. You know, <laughs> I want to know how, to, how I'm going to get money doing the thing I love. Um, but now, of course, gone background. Like you said, it's really the part that sets us apart from everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. Because when we have that clear, we're not selling our services anymore. People aren't buying based on your service and the price attached to your service. They're buying into having an experience with this person that I absolutely adore.
0: Mm. yeah yeah that's a yeah fabulous way of looking at it because a lot of the objections come from things like price and from you know specifics of an offer and and all that sort of thing so if people are not uh focused on that then it makes it easier to sell to them because as you said they're attracted to the person and not the not the you know the details i guess
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely um when i worked as a holistic massage therapist people were asked how i could charge so much you know they were like that's astronomical like you know for your price and i said no because this is how i f- i know the worth i put into what i do the transformations that we have and it's because of the way that i had accidentally branded myself people didn't ask twice about it you know i mean occasionally i'd have people go that's a bit too much you know that's ridiculous for for the price because they were price shopping right Mm. people who had gotten to know me and had become part of my tribe they don't price shop they just wanted to work with me Mm. what I want to create more people who can be themselves create their tribe and then have people really be loyal to them and um, be on that journey with them so they can make the biggest impact with those people Mm. that's awesome
0: and that's definitely something that's worth the money whatever the money is isn't it (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Um, so obviously you were having that same experience, right? This uh, idea of the, the startup mentality. Um, what would you say is the, like the most important thing that you learned during that phase of the startup of, as you said, you got the business mentorship, you were doing the value stuff, you accidentally branded yourself. What is the main thing that helped you sort of propel forward through all those businesses that you that you created.
1: I think um, when I okay, what I wish I had known. Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> wish I had known when I was a startup was to get mentorship like one on one straight away and commit to it. Um, I did get some, as I said, I got some mentorship through the chamber of commerce, but it was more online work, like like kind of self paced study. And I wish I had just got someone in my ballpark to show me some of the basics of the how to get things done. Um, but I forgot on the question. What was the question, minute?
0: <laughs> What's the most important lesson in um, the startup phase?
1: Yeah. So for me, my most important uh, lesson in my startup phase was learning how to trust myself. Because despite having, you know, I wish that I had some mentorship just to get me off the ground at that, It would have saved me maybe a year of like fluffing around and, and doing a million things that didn't actually need to be done. <laughs> Thinking they needed to do, to be done, right? Um, but at the end, and it's still something that I, I teach my clients as well, and still something I come back to personally, is that element of trusting your own gut. Like, when especially when you're looking at something like social media or how to create content you're getting advice from all over the show you've downloaded like a million freebies you're trying to go through all the stuff and go well they're about the same thing but they're telling me to do it in different ways like just trust yourself trust which one feels good and go with it and stick with it um stick with it and see it to the end so you can actually see the result or no result so then you can reassess right Mm. At the start, when I was um, starting up, I bounced around so many different things, like my head was all over the show and it was like I try something for like two weeks and then I try the other thing for another two weeks, that wouldn't work, I never gave it enough time. So the biggest lesson after all of that phase was try something because it feels good. So get rid of the other noise, try something because it feels good and then take it to the end and give it a bit of time to test it. Um, that's been the best
0: lesson for me. I love that because that's something that I, I talk about with my clients a lot also is this idea that if you find this magic formula, all of a sudden, everything's going to work and there is actually an element of waiting, Like you, you legit have to wait for stuff to work, right? You can't just create a, you know, fabulous offer with fabulous copywriting. That's great. But like, not everyone's going to see that straight away. Mm -hmm. You have to wait. There's algorithms involved. There's all this stuff that... Mm -hmm. As magic as an offer might be and as magnetic as it might be, you still have to deal with the practicalities of the platform that you're using of the fact that you've literally just released this thing and not everyone's going to see it, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to show up also you have to be present in your online spaces, whatever spaces you choose to be in, so people can get to know you because people are not just going to randomly buy some really high ticket offer (laughs) off you usually without knowing you first. So yeah, definitely. I love that you highlighted the waiting game because it's just not something that people often consider.
1: Mm. That's
0: important. It definitely is
1: yeah absolutely and if you think even just purely on an energetic level you know we're not at the stage i wish we were but we're not at the stage where we can just think something and it's created right (laughs) when we talk about mindset and energy behind your offers like creating it yes the perfect content the perfect copy um magnetic through your writing but also with your mindset and energy aligned with that you're not going to get that thing straight away the universe has to catch up with your new vibration you maintain that vibration in order to step into a new paradigm of your life and so it's like um you know right now there's a lot of uh impatience with that it's like and i think it's also due to seeing so many success stories online about overnight successes and that's never the case that's never the case with these people they've been in the business for at least a couple of years they've learned their lessons and yes maybe they've put out an offer and suddenly it blew up but they've done their due diligence you know they've had their time and when you remember that as a startup it makes everything so much easier it's like okay yeah it's going to take a little bit of time i'm on the journey it's okay
0: (laughs) yeah and it's a journey, isn't it? It's, it's this idea that you're constantly learning. You don't just end up at a destination that you stay there forever because you're constantly having to evolve to meet the needs of the the market to, you know, improve your knowledge and, and, and all of that, you know, I think it's okay to uh, iterate your business, right? So you can up level it and you can change it and, and adapt as needed or as as it suits you because it's about you being comfortable with what you're doing also, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And I think um, we can go into the whole business thing and lose sight of what our soul wants to create through our business. We go in with the idea of creating, you know, massive change in the world through our spiritual service, and it becomes all about just selling the service. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, no, no, no. Like, where does the passion come from? Where does the fire come from? Where does the motivation to keep going when it's a bit crappy? you know, when you're going through the, the down part of your journey, <laughs> which happens it's that little wave of the journey of entrepreneurship, you know, that comes from this the fire from your soul. And so it needs to be in alignment with that um, every step of the way. And as you said, it will evolve as you evolve. And that's- yeah.
0: yeah, that's awesome. And it's also what you were saying with this idea of um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's not useful. Okay. never mind. Let's scratch that. (laughs) So, um, oh yes, I've picked it up. When you said that you, you help your clients to do it in a way that doesn't feel like work. And that's why you put in the work in the first place, because you need to get to that place where everything is vibrating at the same level. Mm -hmm. And then it's just fun. It's your passion can come through. It's aligned with what you're doing. And therefore that's how it doesn't feel like work.
1: Exactly. And, um, you know, it's like we go into decorating the house first before the foundations are laid. (laughs) We wonder why everything's so shaky and, oh, it's still not looking good. It's because the walls lopsided because the foundation's not there. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, I think the ease and fun, you have to do the work first. And we forget, um, and this might be a a broad generalisation, but I remember stepping into the spiritual community, um, you know, wh- eyes wide open when I kind of went through my phase of um, of coming into the space. And I saw it just as kind of magic. It was like, all we have to do is be energy beings and, and pull in our people. And I was like, oh, brilliant, you know. <laughs> um, and I think that we forget that there should be some container too, because it's the balance between yin and yang. It's- balance between masculine and feminine energy. and if we teeter too far on either side, then it's going to end up being hard work for us. And our balance between those two energies of discipline um, and um, hard or hard work, you know foundations and the freedom and creativity is different for all of us. But when we do find our balance between those two things, that's when the ease comes. Mm-hmm. We become more authentic because it's just like oh everything is in flow.
0: Yeah, everything just works.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yep.
0: I think often those people who are really leaning towards the feminine side—they're really into the whole intuition, the flow, the creativity—often can need and not even realize that they need some kind of framework to contain that creativity, because people tend to um, they tend to misunderstand the idea of structure and they think of it as rigid and you know inflexible and it's really not that it's as you said it's a container that allows everything to bounce around exactly at the right you know pace and and for everything to flow with purpose i think that a lot of the time we get lost in i want to be creative i want to do all the things i want to trust my intuition and go you know with whatever pops into my head and that's great and you should do that because that often will lead to something that's magical because you're following your inspiration but at the same time if you don't have something to contain that and allow you to create with with intention and purpose you end up either doing nothing or veering off the path into something that's unrelated and then suddenly you find yourself going this is not what i wanted to be doing Um, and so i really want to encourage people to to think like that to to say actually maybe structure is not such a bad thing because it can help me be creative it can help me create things that i That i need and that balance as you said is different for everybody the balance between the creativity and the the practical stuff you need to have that even if it's something that you have to outsource in your business because you're just not a structured person you don't know how to do the practical things it doesn't matter as long as it's in your business in the energy of your business there's there's a balance
1: yeah absolutely and i think you hit it on the nail there where you know um we need to have some kind of container um and you know that's why i love the branding thing it gives you that focus of where to direct your creativity Mm. um, and to make whatever you're creating relevant to your business (laughs) because You were talking about, you know, creating willy-nilly and I have so been there done that and people were so confused with my business They're like, is she talking about, you know, one thing she's talking about the 5d grid network (laughs) And how we can like plug into that and create a reality next thing she's talking about social media and how to do strategy It's because I didn't have the foundation to to go. Okay, this is how i'm turning up today on purpose through the lens of my brand and I'm going to now create with that container around me um, so that what I am creating is relevant to the people that I'm speaking to. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it is all over the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. And confusing. As you said, it, it's definitely confusing. I think also people confuse this, you know, when you said you, you know, you wanted to speak to the people that you want to work with and we're talking a little bit about niche here mm-hmm. and people are afraid of niching because they want to help everyone. And I mean, I am guilty of this at the beginning. I was like, why would I want to niche if I can write about anything? And you know, (laughs) you know, that, that, you know, mentality that you get like all ego. And then, (laughs) and then once I niche and started, you know, magically having clients contact me saying, Hey, I want to work with you. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something to this niching thing. Um, and I think people get afraid of it because they feel like once they niche, they can't do something else. And that's not the case. And even if you niche, you can create offers that are for an even smaller niche within your bigger niche. Yes. You know, and it's definitely that, that sort of is what gives you the freedom to create all these things that, you know, pop up into your head. That may not necessarily be all directed at the one audience, but if they're directed at someone within your audience, um, then it it allows you to create different things that give you the variety that you maybe crave in your business, um, without having to forego niching, which is such an important element. Of creating your brand, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think like I have two opinions about that. So, let's, so I, I agree. Like, niche can bring you definitely um, clarity very quickly, and um, and it's a very good way to elevate your business quickly. If that's the route you want to go, you know, you you're really helping. This is going to be your thing. You do then absolutely niche. What I think is equally important is if you get your brand well done, you can talk to a lot wider audience if they love you. So it's almost like by creating your brand, by creating that persona who comes, who turns up every single day for her business, who knows what she's talking about, why she's here, what she values, and she's constantly saying that same message. It's like you draw in your niche without specifically knowing what that niche is. so um so this is i talk to a lot of people who are multi-passionate and they've got a whole lot of things they want to create they're like i want to do this 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 and i'm like actually that's brilliant and we can do that it's going to take longer like by not talking to a specific person however if you have a really strong brand that can contain all of these things it still can work Mm -hmm. it just takes longer (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
0: and that makes sense, obviously, because you're doing a million things at once and you're trying to get all the things off the ground.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there's two ways to sort of approach that. You can niche if you want to be fast off the ground and you really want that clarity or you can, and, or you can create a beautiful, strong brand. Um, and I always say that for solopreneurs, it's a personal brand. So you're branding yourself as the person who then just happens to provide this, 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 and this, which may fit for different people. Mm. Um, So I've seen both sides work, and you get to choose, which is awesome because it's your business, right?
0: Yeah, of course. And it's almost like in the same way that you said you kind of accidentally branded yourself, (laughs) you're kind of accidentally niching when you do that aren't you because you're you're showing up as yourself and talking about the things that you love and the people who love those things it'd be like hey i like this girl she does you know the thing that i do
1: yes precisely and um it's almost a relief when i work with some people you know that been bouncing around with this niche, and they're like don't know how you know what niche and i said okay let's just forget forget about that for the moment and let's just look at your brand and we go through the brand and then i'm like see how you're attracting these types of people now with these values you've got you've created your." niche and they're like oh ah, oh. you know it feels expensive because it's in alignment with their values and their soul work um rather than what you talked about in terms of like having to choose and restrict ourselves and suddenly we've only got one channel of communication <laughs> you know it gets that drastic when people think about niching um,
0: and i think maybe that's why because they're niching not in alignment with what they actually want to do yeah what you just said actually was what happened to me. I kept attracting the same kind of people to work with. And I'm like, okay, there's something about what I'm doing that is attracting these kinds of people. And I was happy to work with those people because we just gelled. But when they started telling me, okay, you have to niche, you have to do this at first. I did that. I did that. Okay. I have to choose this. and I'm going to do this. I don't know. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> and it, it created more resistance for me. And so then when I stopped focusing on, I have to niche and I just focused on how I'm showing up and then analyzing what was happening when i was showing up i was like okay maybe now i can niche because i kind of feel like i'm going in the right direction
1: yeah and it feels like a soul choice and often yeah. when we're working on niching it's such a heady space man <laughs> we're all up in our head and we're thinking about you know what's the perfect combination you know what are the what is the identifying thing that i could talk to and and it gets so mental um, we forget why we're here doing yeah. what we're doing. uh When, you know, you did it such a beautiful way, Ramina, um, and it's the way I discovered it too, was just show up and then analyse, look at the people you're naturally connecting to and look at why they're generally coming to you and you've created your niche. I
0: think it's a really fun way to create it because it's just experimentation.
1: Yeah it's way more fun. It's, it's, it's the play. It's the curiosity. It's the, it's the journey. I love that. You know, it's just, um, rather than I think for a lot of spiritual people and creatives, we are naturally, um, we have a lot of trains of thoughts and we don't like to be like bottled in or, you know, in any way. And this is such a beautiful way to do that. It's like, you don't have to, you just get to play for a while. Mm. see what lands
0: (laughs) yeah and when you land there then it just feels right to niche or to whatever like pick a pick an audience however you want to define it because it's you've already learned the things yeah had the experience
1: yeah definitely and i've had that right at the start being told about having to niche and being a spiritual entrepreneur i was like i want to help the world (laughs) Bloody way i'm going to niche you know I was so, so resistant and then i remember niching from the head such hard work and then as i evolved and just naturally worked on accidentally branding myself i just found i was working with people i loved anyway and then i just gathered the information and suddenly boom have a niche which actually feels so awesome to work with
0: mm. yeah that's awesome that's definitely worth the the experience and the and the ups and downs of of the journey I've seen so many people who do the whole niching from the head thing um, and they find it so hard. And I, I, you know, I've done some various challenges and things um, around niching and and Mm. people that we did it together. We were talking about, you know, the outcomes of of the thing and and there are elements that felt good and the elements that felt like pressure. Mm. Um, And one of the things that I sort of, decided pretty early on in my, my journey was that I wanted to, as you said, create something that worked for me. And I realized it was actually okay to not do the method fully or to, you know, the follow the formula that they say, this is like the the five exact steps that I did to, to get to my, you know, success. And like, that's great. That works for you, but that doesn't necessarily work for me. And it's okay to cherry pick the bits that do work for you and create your own
1: approach. Yes, yes absolutely. I, hundred percent agree with that. And I think as entrepreneurs, that's our, um, our duty. That's, yeah. We have to be discerning with what information we decide to take on. Um, what actually works with our own energy flows, what works with our natural strengths. Um, and I know that you say this too, Romina, it's like, what, there is no magic formula that is for everyone. You have to find your own. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. Even though I'm, That's probably why I've been sitting on my, my program for so long is this idea that it has to be some kind of process or formula and it is, but how, how do you go and say, okay, you will go through this formula, but I don't actually know exactly what you're going to get at the end (laughs) because it's tailored to you, right? It will help you with your issues, like whatever challenges you're having in your content creation, but I cannot say for sure. This this is a list of things that you're going to get. So it's really interesting when you come at it from this perspective, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have the leaf blower in our interview recording. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a note of the day of the weeks that this guy comes because this happened in another one as well. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, so I think maybe that's part of the struggle as well, is this idea that you have to take on a formula that may not fit for you. And then when you have to create your own formula, this concern around, well, will this formula actually work for my clients? So it's about creating, as you said, an approach that works with you, that's aligned with you, and that allows you to help your clients in the space that
1: they're at. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And this comes back to, you know, what was the first thing that I, um, my biggest lesson as a startup was to trust yourself. Mm. You've got to have that deep trust in your own, Knowing of what is right for you, mm-hmm. um, whether that's taking on someone else's program and cherry picking, like you said, or whether that's creating your own way of doing and working with your clients, you have to have that trust.
0: <laughs> mm, definitely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So, we've, I mean, we've talked a lot about a lot <laughs> today, um, but if someone was particularly focused on wanting to increase their visibility by showing up authentically online? What would be your best tip for, for doing that?
1: Oh, that's a good question. So they want to shop authentically online and increase their reach. Mm. Um,
0: that's a question that I've had a lot. So I'm yeah. interested to know your take.
1: So of course, I'm gonna say, firstly, you have to have your foundations in place. Um, and the reason I say this <laughs> is because you can show up authentically But authentic means different things when you're in a different mood so what a brand does is as i said it kind of channels the creation process it's like okay we're going to go online we're going to increase my visibility through this lens of my brand which is solar aligned however if we just show up all the time authentically we show up in different ways. So we can show up as um, just coming back from the yoga class, I'm all zened out. I can show up after, you know, going for a run and I'm really high vibe. I can show up after I've had a fight with my partner and I'm a bit grumpy and I'm like on a rant stage. There is personalities that could possibly come up with being authentic. And I think um, the word authentic is overused, even by myself. And what I think needs to go in front of that is... Um, soul aligned authenticity, because that brings out an authenticity an authentic part of you that is that naturally magnetic high vibe person, rather than a person with multiple personalities that we all are and Mm. identities that shows up every single time online. So coming back to the question, I think the first thing is if you get your brand right, then what you can do is you can step purposefully online and be authentic through the lens of your brand, which gives consistency to how you show up, what you're talking about, and this builds trust with the audience that you're talking to. Mm. Um, If we turn up willy-nilly and we're just turning up authentically, which I have done, so I'm I'm not bagging you out if you're doing that. I have done that all the time. I've turned up with all my personalities um, to show and although it's entertaining, (laughs) it's not necessarily um, creating a lot of trust in what I do and people are confused by who I am, what they can expect on the other side and what kind of service they're going to get. Mm. So it's
0: about that. Yeah, absolutely it does. And it's about what I'm hearing is that it's about showing up with purpose. So it's not just like be your authentic self however you happen to be feeling that day if you feel like crap don't don't show up <laughs> you know or talk about it in a way that's useful to your to your audience okay this, it's not about creating this perfect instagram life of you know everything's perfect and and i mean we, we know that that's a lot of the time really not mm. genuine um and it's about owning the bits that are you know maybe not that great to be showing <laughs> um or or being honest about them and saying you know what i was meant to do a thing today i don't feel like it this is why and you know if your brand is soul aligned as you mentioned then people will understand that you only want to show up when you can do your best or when you you know you want to respect your boundaries or you want to respect your your energy and and all of that when you when you bring yourself to your work
1: yeah totally and i think we got to, we've got to get away from thinking that authenticity is the opposite of it is the opposite of perfectionism Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we don't want to be authentic to the point where we think that um you know we have to show and bear everything to the world through our business there Mm -hmm. are parts of you that will stay personal and will always stay personal and i think this is where the idea of authenticity gets really muddied as people suddenly feel like okay if i'm going to be authentic i'm going to show up like after having a cry fest or a fight with my partner, you know, and because this is authentic and I'm, I'm supposed to be authentic online, you know, and I'm going to share that all. No, there are parts of you that will stay private and there are parts of you that will benefit being part of your business and will help your people. And so, like you said, being on purpose with how you show up um, creates that authenticity. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, hiding those things either, um, as you highlighted. It's about owning those, but also how is that helpful for your people to know? You know, um, okay, today I didn't have a good day. How I worked through that was I journaled. So maybe you're giving them a tip of how you personally worked through that. That is relevant to why they're connecting with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: definitely. Love that. Oh, I want to talk about a little bit before we wrap up, consistency. We talked a little bit about consistency. You know how I feel about consistency. Um, (laughs) um, And I don't love hearing people so stressed out when they think that they have to be consistent by showing up, you know, 24-7 basically on all the platforms that they happen to be on um, because I, I really just don't believe that that's healthy um, (laughs) and necessarily effective either. Um, What is your take on being consistent?
1: So I talk about consistency as being more than just showing up. So obviously from a brand perspective, we can be consistent through how we speak, how um, our personality comes out and how that's reflected through our content um written or otherwise mm. and also through our images that's what i mean by actually being consistent if you have all those speaking the same language and they speak on different levels they speak on a conscious level and an unconscious level so we also talk about the energy in your mindset being aligned with those things mm. if the subconscious and the unconscious messengers of your business are congruent then you are consistent Um, and then in terms of frequency, (laughs) I'm with like, you know, I think I took an Instagram training once and it said that you have to be like, to build your following, you should be on there ideally four times a day. So posting four times a day for the next 30 days, I was like, Oh my God, I'm out. I'm out of this. (laughs) I think that when you are in, when you can show up on purpose, when you can show up in this magnetic energy that we all have within us. That is the perfect time to shop up online. And I used to teach, and I, I'm going to admit it, I used to teach the consistency thing of like, you know, how can you shop up in like, let's like plan your 30 day, <laughs> 30 day social media stuff. I've been there, done that. And I'm sorry for those people who I said that to. <laughs> now I've changed my tune a little bit. And it's because of that stress. Like you've said, you know, people are so stressed about having to be there all the time. I, really believe in energy i really believe in um, in that being a big factor of whether people will connect to your content and i really believe in having that be purposeful through your brand Mm -hmm. so having said that when those three things feel really good your energy is high you can be on brand you've got something that's relevant to say then boom when you post that's the best time to post whether that's three times a week whether you're inspired for a whole week whether you you create in um, in advance and you post them um, you can do it any way you like but it doesn't have to be this formula of showing up every single day and interacting for like four hours on social media which is just horrible
0: this <laughs> is like a time vortex isn't it
1: <laughs> exactly. scroll 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 oh, it's, yucky. it's so yucky <laughs> it
0: I like what you said about the um the 30-day the calendar and it's like this apologetic, like, oh, I'm sorry that I made you make a calendar. And I I have to admit when I do do that, because I do help my clients with that. Um, I do feel that same way that it's, you know, am I, am I trapping you into this fake idea of consistency? But what I really like to lean on is this idea that it's comfortable. So if it's not comfortable, just don't do it, even if you planned it, right? Yeah. If you feel like you need a 30-day thing to plan your content, yeah, okay, let's work on that. But as soon as it becomes stressful, pick the bits that are comfortable and do that. And then, you know, adapt it, leave it as you feel comfortable. If you want to scale, scale. If not, then don't. If you want to chuck it out the window, do that. But like, it's this idea, coming back to that idea of creating some kind of framework that helps you create, because that's what it's about. Yes. It's not about, you know, the schedule itself.
1: Yes. Yes. You put it so nicely. And I teach, you know, I still teach these, and it's always with the caveat of this is a loose plan.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> it's a loose plan meaning you can change and I show people my ideal you know I said look this is my ideal like calendar and I said and you will probably notice that I haven't done half of these things you know um,
0: guilty guilty <laughs> I have a thing in Trello we like all the days of what I you know supposed to post every day and I'm like oh, I don't feel like it. I'm going to post what I think is good for today or you know today i don't think i'm going to post today because i'm doing something else you know in another space of my business and that's okay because yeah. that's part of my brand my brand is like i want to do stuff my way because that's the way that feels aligned for me yes you know for someone else's brand that might not be a thing they 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 might highly value the the frequency with which they show up that might be something that's very important to them and therefore they will stick to that kind of schedule so it's about finding that balance as you said
1: yes you totally said it right Yep, yeah, it's about coming back to what we value and um i want more flexibility and i also feel like you know who we talk to in terms of spiritual entrepreneurs people who are on that um wavelength we feel through those different the through the content we feel the energy that's behind that content Mm. i think that's important especially if you are a spiritual entrepreneur who is creating an online space No one wants to show up to you if you're stressed out. No one wants to interact with your post if it's from a place of stress. You already know this, but then for some reason you've forgotten this and you're like, show up every single day. It's not true. Like, show up when you have the the best that you can give Mm. and it's from a place of inspiration and it's on purpose. That is the fire that makes you consistent.
0: Mm. Passion on purpose. Love it. Awesome. Well, if people want to see you show up on purpose, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on Facebook. Um, I am only on Facebook. So uh, you can find me at Nick Chung Coach. It's N-I-K-C-H-U-N-G Coach. Um, But Romina will have that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, And you can find me on Instagram, but I've let go of Instagram. So I'm on a little bit of a social media blitz. (laughs) Thin, thin down all the things I have to do Streamline, make it more fun and easy for me um, And then the same place On the web um, My website is nickchung.com And you can also find some Beautiful meditations Which are coming up um, On Insight Timer under Nick Chung Coach too. So You can find all those places Connect with me um, Chuck me any questions that you have Um, Let me know your concerns about your brand. Uh, I'd love to have a conversation.
0: Awesome. I'll pop all of those links in the show notes. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up today?
1: Uh, If anyone is interested in jumping into more of their brand and seeing, you know, what gaps are perhaps there, um, what things may have come from your mind instead of your soul, um, then I do offer a free brand audit. It's just about 20 to 30 minutes of your time. We hop on Zoom. I look at some of your content that you've created already through your website or your social media platforms. And um, and then we just chat about, you know, what you're doing really well and what things could have a bit of improvement. So if that sounds like something you'd love to do, then uh, Romina will have the link for you to, to grab that.
0: Awesome, definitely sounds like a valuable experience. I'll pop that into the show notes. Thank you so much for today. It's been really fun and exciting <laughs> to talk about all this stuff.
1: <laughs> we could geek out about this one. Right?
0: <laughs> I think, I think we could, you know, I'm gonna have to, I think I'm gonna have to hang up now. <laughs> we'll just be talking all day yeah thank you so much i really appreciate you taking the time to be here today
1: oh thank you so much for having me romina no problem
0: okay everybody until next time thank you for joining me for this episode of alchemy of alignment if you'd like to receive regular email updates about new podcast episodes powerful insights into aligned content creation early invitations to any of my offerings, and whatever else I happen to be exploring, go to rominacavagnola.com forward slash essence. If my message resonates with you, I'd love it if you'd take a moment to rate and review so that other soulful women can find their way here. And don't forget to tune in to the next episode. Until then, may you ride the wave of clarity and intuition all the way to the shore of aligned content
1: creation.